Please remain standing this morning for the reading that comes out of the Gospel of John, chapter 20, beginning in verse 11. The post-resurrection scripture out of the Gospel of John, chapter 20, we begin in verse 11. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb as she wept. She bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the foot. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. These are the God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I invite you to be seated. Let us pray. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, as scripture is read and word is proclaimed, that we may hear with joy what you say to us this day in your name. Amen. Today we begin a new worship series entitled, The Seven Next Sayings of Christ, Finding Hope in the Resurrection Sayings. And so we're going to look at seven sayings of Jesus over the course of the 50-day season of Easter that follows Easter Sunday. And that is why we still have the white and, and the Easter um, stoles adorned, is because Easter is more than one day. The Easter season lasts a total of 50 days, and it doesn't even have to end after that, because after Pentecost, it goes on and on. The spirit of Easter can last all year long. And so we, we take a look at some of the things that Jesus said during what we call the Easter season and the time after the resurrection. So not long ago, I went into a department store to do some shopping and, and to pick up one item. Okay, I was going in for one item, I knew exactly where it was at, and I knew how to get it. And as soon as I stepped into the store, an associate greeted me at the door and said, Hi, how are you doing? What can I help you find? I don't know about y'all, but I have a fine dance I do with customer service. You know, and I appreciate fine customer service. We call that radical hospitality in the church, and I appreciate it. But sometimes, let me know if you're like this too. Sometimes I just get annoyed. As, as soon as I step into a store, I'm immediately bamboozled with, Hi, what can I help you with today? Anybody else feel that way sometimes? I was in a particular mood that day, and I didn't want help because I knew exactly how to help myself. Someone say Amen. I knew exactly what I wanted, so I said, no thanks, I know what I want, and I know exactly where it is and how to get it. So I went to retrieve my item, and guess what? 
It wasn't there where they had always kept it. And I was looking around, panicked by this point, and it was nowhere to be found. To, to be found. Thank you. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the English one here. So now embarrassed, I went and I made it a point to find that same associate that greeted me at the door. And feeling about two inches tall, I said, well, I need help now because I can't find it anymore because it wasn't where it was when I was last here. And she gladly helped me. In our scripture today, Mary Magdalene is, is having a, a similar type of encounter at Jesus' tomb where she knew she had left the body of Jesus previously. She knew it was there on her last visit. She had likely seen the tomb rolled in front of it. But now she goes and the tomb is pushed back and Jesus' body is not there. I don't know about you, but if I went to my mother's graveside and her body was no longer there, I would be pitching a fit. So I can understand what Mary is feeling in this moment. You got to remember, Mary was a unique individual. Jesus had saved Mary's life, literally and physically. When they wanted to stone her, Jesus did what? He drew a line in the sand and said, All of you without sin, you cast the first stone. And not a one could do it. And from that moment on, Mary faithfully served as one of Jesus' closest followers. So they had a very close relationship and so whenever someone close to you has passed you want to make sure that their time of moving on into the next uh, into the the glory beyond is as smooth and as uh, uh, ceremonial and as well as possible Mary wanted to make sure Jesus received all of the ceremonial rites granted to him She showed up, and the body wasn't there. Have you ever lost a prized possession at home and about flip out because you can't find it, and so you start turning the house upside down until you, can't, until you find that one item? Car keys. Car keys are, are one of those items. You, know. you can't go anywhere if you lose your car key. And so even if you just cleaned your house, but you're trying to leave somewhere and you can't find your car keys, well, the house gets turned upside down until you find the car keys. Same feeling for here. Mary will turn stones until she finds where Jesus has gone. What has happened? Where has he been moved? But something unique is happening here. Something that... that we need to pay careful attention to. Mary was so focused on finding the body of Jesus 
the part that was missing from the tomb that day, that, that when Jesus himself appeared to her and asked her, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? She didn't even recognize him. She thought he was the gardener. And then immediately her focus went right back on getting and finding the body of Jesus back. You know, this is perhaps the most personable of Jesus' post-resurrection encounters with his followers. You know, this moment doesn't speak to our theological understandings, our evangelical responsibilities, or, or even to our deepest faith. This encounter speaks to our hearts. Mary had arguably one of the strongest faiths and devotions to Jesus than anyone else, and yet on this day, she stood before the risen Savior and didn't even recognize Him. How many of us get so focused at times on the details of our lives and so focused on the idea that we need to find whatever missing piece we are looking for, that we fail to recognize the obvious. That the piece we thought was missing was actually sitting in plain sight and right under our noses. You ever been there? Jesus remains at the tombs of our lives, in the dark corners of our past, begging us to peer inside and see the power of new beginnings. In the passage today, something stands out At least to me, and perhaps it stood out to you too. Why did Jesus ask Mary again the same question that the angel had just asked? Did you catch that? Why didn't Jesus ask the same question that the angel had just asked? Surely Jesus, of all people, would have known the answer that she just gave, right? Indeed, she gives the same answer to Jesus, probably with a higher level of irritation, annoyance, and anxiety at this point because she had just answered the question that was asked. You ever have a situation where you have to give the same answers over and over and over again? You ever been to the hospital? How many times do you answer the same question over and over and over by the third time, you're like, go ask the last person I talked to. I'm done answering questions. Picture Mary. She just asked, been asked the same question. And she is worried about finding the body, not answering questions. It's frustrating when you're searching for answers, but all you get are questions back. you agree? So why did Jesus ask the same question back? 
Jesus was known for his compassion. Jesus was known for his patience. But he could also probe deeply into a person's soul when wanting to make a point or to elicit a reaction. You ever notice that throughout all the Gospels? Look closely and, and really dig deeply into Jesus' words, especially in his interactions with people. He never could answer a question straight up. This was a tactic that he used throughout his entire life, watching patiently for the right opportunity to insert a question or a statement that might, unbeknownst to the person he's talking to, begin a process that leads to healing. Begin a process that leads to deeper thinking. Begin a process of transformation. We see an example of this in Luke chapter 10, verse 38, when Jesus was caught between two bickering sisters, Mary and Martha. He was visiting their home, and, and he was staying for dinner. And while Martha was in the kitchen preparing the house and preparing the food, Mary was perched at the feet of Jesus, listening to what he had to say. I don't know about you, but that's where I would have been too, amen? Amen. Martha got upset with Mary and asked Jesus to instruct her little sister to get up and come and help me with the busy work. But what did Jesus say? Martha, you are worried and distracted by so many things. One thing is necessary in this moment. And Mary has chosen the better part. If you're Martha, how do you respond to that? I'm going to try that next time um, Kate needs me to do some busy work. <clears throat> <laughs> this was a direct way of showing Martha that her attention to the details of the day, although they were important. Jesus wasn't downplaying their importance. They were important. But they were not the primary need for Mary in this moment. Mary did not need to attend to the details of the work in that moment. Mary needed to attend to the details of her soul in this moment. This can be said about Mary Magdalene standing at the tomb in our scripture today. While consumed with the details of what was happening, about her desire to find the missing body, she missed the blessing that was standing right in front of her. In order to get her attention on track, to shake her from the burden of the details, Jesus asked the question Again, this question forced Mary to encounter herself, her fears, her desires, her possibilities, the pinnacles of her soul's potential. It wasn't about the missing body. It was about the hurt she was feeling inside because of the missing body. It was about the fact that life for her in those moments before she encountered the risen Jesus seemed as, a, as heavy as the rock that sealed the tomb. 
as she felt perhaps the weight that was on her before encountering Jesus for the first time, even. And this story is not just for Mary. This story is for all of us today. How often do we feel perhaps things aren't turning out the way that we expected? That the weight of the world is overwhelming us, that, that our past is coming back to haunt us. Whatever the question for you is, the question we should all be asking today is this. What do we see when we peer into the empty tombs of our lives? What do we see? Do you get so consumed with the details that you miss the blessings of Christ? Or are you able to peer inside and see hope and see a risen Savior? Just as he was with Mary that day, standing and waiting to ask those questions at the right time, Jesus stands in the corners of our hearts, of our past, and our lives, waiting to ask us the same questions. Why are you crying? Who are you looking for? My prayer for each of us this day is that we will not allow the weight of our uncertainties in these times Keep us from seeing the risen Christ. For he is risen. He is no longer in the tomb. Which means there is hope. Which means there is redemption. Which means that love and grace can abound. Which means the tomb is empty. And Christ is still the king. This is the gospel message today. What do we see when we're looking for Jesus? And what do we hear when we listen? Do we hear a voice we don't recognize? Or do we hear Jesus uttering our names just like he uttered Mary's name at the tomb? This is the gospel message. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen.